0: Welcome to the Hedgemaker broadcast. The prophet Ezekiel prophesied to the nation of Israel many long years ago. Ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. He also said that the Lord sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Hedgemaker Baptist Ministries, located in beautiful Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, is attempting to stand in the gap and make up the hedge in these days of spiritual compromise and theological apostasy. Our biblical and historical Christian heritage challenges us to fill in the gaps left by those who have moved away from their biblical foundation. Listen now as we build up the wall and make up the hedge through sound preaching from God's Holy Word. Mark 8, verses 14 through 21.
1: Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet? Neither understand, have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not? And having ears, hear ye not? And do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They said unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among uh, four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is it that ye do not Understand. We're going to talk about the leaven of the Pharisees, the leaven of Herod this evening. I've got two ways to outline this message. Let's give you the one about the leaven, the evil of leaven, the discernment of leaven, and the dangers of leaven. That's what we'll do with those three. The disciples had forgotten to take the bread. Evidently, they remembered that they had forgotten. So that kind of gives us an idea that the disciples prepared for these journeys normally, by taking bread or whatever they needed uh, to go on a trip. We, don't, we aren't told where they're going at this point, but if we're still in the context of where we were, they're around those ten cities, the Decapolis, and uh, in and around the Sea of Galilee, and so they're probably going back and forth on the Sea of Galilee because they're talking about a ship here. And all they had with them was one loaf, and of course the Lord could multiply that, I don't think you ought to rely on that but in verse number 15 he says take ye beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Two different leavens that he's making mention of there and of course the leaven is the yeast or whatever that you put in the bread to make it rise and of course you put it in there it leavens the whole lump uh, the whole loaf of bread and that's the concept of leaven. I think all the time Or if not all the time, most of the time, leaven in the Bible is spoken of in an evil evil way. It's not that we should have unleavened bread all the time. There is a place for that. I don't think the Bible preaches and teaches against that. But in the Bible, it's uh, often, if not always, a picture of evil. And we have the Pharisees and we have Herod. Now, Herod is probably a reference to the Herodians or the Sadducees. Most Herodians followed Herod, and they were Sadducees. So we have two different religious groups there, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We told you at one point that the Pharisees were the traditionalists, they were the religionists, and the Sadducees were the rationalists. Kind of reminds us of a little bit we talked about this morning, Now, these were all Jewish folk, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but one was emphasizing the religion part of it, the other emphasizing the intellectual part of life. The religion of the 11 of the Pharisees, what was, well, let's get the background here first. The disciples, the Lord was, they were misunderstanding what was going on. They thought that Jesus was either rebuking them because they had forgotten to take the bread, Oh, you stupid disciples, you forgot to take the bread. We do that to ourselves. You know, when we remember that we forgot something, we say, oh, how stupid was I? You know. Well, the Lord's not doing that. The Lord doesn't berate his disciples for that, for forgetfulness. We do tend to be forgetful. And that's not necessarily an unspiritual thing. But that's what they thought. That's one thing they thought. They also may have been thinking that he was warning them not to eat bread with the Pharisees, with these religious world leaders. The Pharisees, of course, were very strict about the kind of leaven they put in their bread and they used all sorts of rules to govern life. Some of it was all ceremonial cleanliness or uncleanliness, depending on which way you're going with it like when they asked a little earlier in the previous chapters about the disciples eating without washing their hands. That was all ceremonial. There's nothing spiritual or unspiritual about that. And so they may have been thinking that Jesus was saying that they were not to become involved with the external stress of religion nor in the indulgence of the world. They also might have been thinking... They didn't understand what he meant by the leaven of the Pharisees. That he was saying to them not to fellowship with them in you know, actually eating bread with them, so don't partake in their silly teachings, I'll put it that way, or don't sit down and eat with them. Of course, none of that was in his mind. That's not what he meant by the leaven of the Pharisees. So there's a misunderstanding, and so he wanted them to understand. He asked them in verse 17... Perceive ye not, neither understand ye. Have ye your heart yet hardened? And so, let's talk for a moment about the leaven of the Pharisees, and then we'll talk about the leaven of the Herod or the Sadducees. What was the leaven of the Pharisees? Well, they had false doctrine, but their their doctrine was kind of straight to begin with. They knew about the Bible. They believed in God. Let's put it that way. They didn't believe in Jesus, so their theology was off that way. But they believed in God. They believed in the the scriptures, that the scriptures were indeed God's word to man. They believed in that. They studied the scriptures. So they had that teaching part right, but they were full of hypocrisy, of deception, and the play acting. So let's zero on that word uh, hypocrisy. The leaven of the Pharisees could be characterized as hypocrisy. Comparing it to leaven, the the pharisees fermented and soured everyone that they touched because of this hypocrisy that they had so like the leaven that leavens the lump their false doctrine and uh, hypocrisy made everyone turn sour uh, spiritually speaking the pharisees of course did believe in a personal god but then and the, the scriptures but they added to god's word So, they added all of their rules and their regulations, their rituals and ceremonies, which put undue stress on their followers. What that does with this uh, religion of the Pharisees, the leaven of the Pharisees, it led people to think that their good behavior, their good works, were what was necessary to please God following all the religious rituals, following all the ceremonies, following all of the uh, rules, that those would make them acceptable to God. So it was basically a religion of good works. You remember our study in the book of Romans. Romans, when Paul was talking to the Romans there and talking about the Jews, the Jews were seeking righteousness with God. I didn't bring that out this morning in the lesson, but... When the uh, Semitic people are uh, following uh, religion, they're looking for righteousness. Of course, Romans does bring that out. They want to be right with God. Now, not understanding the righteousness of God, like Paul said in the book of Romans, they go about to establish their own righteousness, their own set of rules. Uh, Well, in order to be right with God, in order to please God, this and this and this and this has to be in line. So... What that does, it, it it led the people, the followers of the Pharisees, to believe that uh, good behavior or good works was what was making someone acceptable to God. And without what? Faith. It is impossible to please God. Right? Because the, the Jews had the good works, but it was not mixed with faith. That's, again, Romans. It also led these... uh religionists to be socially respectable, to have all of the showings on the outside, the external religion, uh, to show on the outside that they were, you know, these respectable, social respectable people, that they did the right things, and uh, uh, it's a follow-up of their good works. It led them also to an attitude or an air of self-righteousness, sort of a pious, proud attitude that they were self-righteous. Again, Paul was addressing that in the book of Romans when he said to uh, the Jews uh, that they were all sinners, um, not just the Gentiles, but all were sinners, that self-righteousness was not correct. So we have the leaven of the Pharisees, and that leaven would touch anyone uh, that they came near. Well, we can learn from that. We tell ourselves not to be pharisaical, not to be uh, like them with making our own little rules and following our own little religions. Religion is good so long as it is biblical. Follow the worship that's outlined in the Bible, but when we add to it, uh, that's when we tend to be pharisaical. Then we have the eleven of Herod, and uh, the Herodians, or the Sadducees, were, would be like the liberal-minded people of our day. They were the ones who did not believe that the Bible was God's word to mankind, and with that they rejected like the resurrection, they denied the resurrection. I shouldn't say that they rejected the scriptures, they, they rejected everything but the Pentateuch. The first five books of uh, Moses, they held them to be the word of God. But if we could classify the leaven of the Pharisees as hypocrisy, we could probably classify the leaven of the Sadducees or the leaven of Herod as heresy. Heresy. Heresy is some kind of a deviation. It could be false. It could be just off following something that would not be uh, what was taught. And they, of course, were false. The Sadducees were free thinkers. They were rationalists. They uh, they uh, emphasized the concept of, of reason. And, uh, of course, they're materialistic with it as well. They were willing to work together with the Romans. Uh, many Jews rejected the Roman authorities. The disciples even wanted Christ to come and set up his kingdom now to you know, basically overthrow the Roman Empire. And the Sadducees were willing to work with the Romans in doing away with some of the Jewish culture and uh, instituting Roman and Greek culture. Now that, of course, did happen. We end up with, in the Bible days, we ended up with the Greek language and the Roman law, Roman thinking, Roman... The Romans and the Greeks, by the way, from this morning's lesson were stiphetic. Okay, so they're going to follow, uh, the philosophy. But we have still a lot of carryover from Roman and Greek culture. The Latin language, the Roman language is no longer with us, but a lot of our English words are built on Latin and Greek. And, uh, of course it becomes the, uh, in fact, uh, which, which languages? French? Spanish? Uh, English, I'm not sure, we call them the Romantic languages because they're sort of based on Latin. So interesting here. It's all coming out of Bible times or pre-Bible times. And so what Rome did was to um, replace the Jewish leaders in governing positions like in the Sanhedrin with the Sadducees. And the Romans would then give wealth to the Sadducees but they would be more worldly-minded as opposed to the Pharisees, more secular with their philosophy, liberal in their theology, and that all became, of course, a threat to mankind. Let me give you a couple of verses. Uh, We'll talk here a moment about the uh, taking heed and beware, and some of these verses will have that in them. Matthew 7.15, Jesus said, Beware of false prophets. "...which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves." And this could be a reference to both the Pharisees and the Sadducees, or anybody else, for that matter. Men who come in sheep's clothing. They look like a sheep, and the Bible, of course, makes an analogy to the followers of Christ as sheep. Uh, so you're going to look like a Christian, but you're really not a Christian." In Romans uh, 10, verse 3, we talked about this righteousness where Paul says, referring to the Jews, they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God, which, of course, Paul brings out comes by faith, not by the doing of the works of the law. Not that the doing of the works of the law was bad, They were indeed good works. But you don't gain the righteousness of God by simply doing good works. We haven't gotten this far in the book of Romans, but Romans 16 and verse 18. It says, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good works and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple, when we talk about the Pharisees being hypocritical, they're being deceptive. And so we have them serving their own bellies and by their good works and their fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. That's what religion does when it's false religion. Peter gets in on this, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Peter has much to say about false teachers, particularly in his second epistle. And he says, 2 Peter two one. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Well, This is really what the Sadducees are doing, but in my opinion, the Pharisees are doing it as well. By not, they believe the Pharisees believed in God, but they did not follow Jesus. They didn't believe that Jesus was uh, was God's son, so they didn't really believe in the deity of Christ. So they're rejecting Christ. And then, of course, we have the warning in First John chapter two, verses eight and eighteen and nineteen, when Paul, when John is speaking to the little children and how they are to discern the difference between truth and error, uh, they have the Holy Spirit to help them do that. He says, 1 John 2.18, Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are they many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And then in his second epistle, verse 7, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So I think that's what the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of, the, of Herod are doing. They're rejecting the doctrine of Christ. It comes down to that, but with an emphasis that uh, the Pharisees are uh, hypocrites and the Sadducees are bringing heresy. So, that's the evil of leaven. And he, of course, tells the disciples in verse... Well, it's right there in verse 15. Take heed and beware. I want to zero in on that here a little bit. We need discernment. What the disciples were lacking here was discernment regarding the leaven of the Pharisees. If you were to take a lump of bread dough and try to discern the difference between the bread dough and the leaven. But once it's all mixed up, now I want you to pull the leaven back out. It's <laughs> difficult to do, isn't it? Very difficult. But Jesus told us to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of, of Herod. Again, the disciples misunderstanding that, thinking because they forgot to take bread, and he said to them, why reason ye, verse 17, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand. So there needs to be just some discernment. So how do you discern leaven? How do you discern leaven? He says, take heed and beware. There's two different words there, take heed and beware. And in order to take heed, there's really two actions. You, you need to have active thought. You didn't think about this. And you have to have discerning thoughts. You can't just let your mind float by. We have too many Christians today who are mindless when it comes to the things of God. They're like zombies. They don't think for themselves. Christianity today has already been brainwashed. We're turning over zombie Christians that don't know how to think for themselves. I watched it when I was in seminary. We get to seminary, we get three years of seminary education, four years of Bible college, whichever You know, one year of Bible college is your English and your, your history. It's not, it's not Bible. And so you go out into the ministry, you teach the people that's under your care those uh, three years' worth of material, And then you run out of stuff to teach and so you go somewhere else to preach. And that's what happens in the ministry. And we're supposed to be taught to learn the tools. That's what seminary is supposed to be, a place to teach us where to find tools to think for ourselves, to create messages on our own, not to repeat, uh, not that we can't do that, but not just to repeat uh, what we've been taught. And yet, that's what Christianity is all about. And then we don't have any content to our message. It's all frothy. And so we have Christians who don't know what the Bible teaches. And so when we're told to roll over, we roll over. When we're told to bark, we bark. (laughs) When we're told to do whatever, we do it. This is what all Christians are doing. And so we, we need discernment. How do you discern? Jesus said, take heed. Take heed. In order to do that, you have to have active thoughts. You have to think for yourself. You have to think. Now, is this what this Pastor Henneis is telling me? Is it really the Word of God? You've got to think that through. You've got to have a discerning mind. Not just what I say, but what any preacher says. Not that I'm teaching you to question authority or anything, but you need to do that the thing to be heated must be actively observed. So active thought. It has to be thought through and uh, discerned clearly. These verbs are in uh, the Greek present imperative. The present tense is, a, is an active, repeated action. So what you're, what you're doing is Jesus is telling his disciples, you need to take heed now. You need to observe now with active thought and a discerning mind Right now you need to look at what's going on around you. And you need to keep on doing that. You need to continue doing that. Observing and discerning. your eyes open. Your spiritual eyes open. Isn't that what he said there in verse number 18? Having eyes you see not, hears and hear not. That's zombie Christians. Christians are just, okay, well, we'll do what we're told. Don't think for themselves. Don't see. Don't perceive. The Bible says there will be many false teachers out there. Many false teachers. And they come in sheep's clothing. You can't tell the difference between the bread and the leaven. You need spiritual discernment. And the thing that's going to guide you is the Word of God. Not what you think. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. What's the Bible say? And then he says, beware. 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 The two different words for actually seeing. The first word is, uh, is "take heed," is the Greek word harao, uh which means to see or behold, discern, acquaint yourself with by closely observing and experiencing. The other word is the is the uh, common word, one of the common words for seeing, the Greek word blepho, and it means to see or to perceive or to grasp. Similar sort of words, but the concept here would be to turn the mind upon an object and consider it and keep a watchful eye upon it, to guard it, to protect against something. That's the idea of this word. So, again, we are to take heed and beware. This is active stuff that we're supposed to be doing. And I don't see modern Christianity doing this. No discernment. Uh, okay, sirrah, surah, whatever it will be, will be doesn't matter. Doctrine doesn't matter anyway. So they're not observing. They're not guarding. They don't have the discerning mind to see that there's leaven in the lump. There's trouble in the lump. This is another present imperative. And so again, they are to immediately beware and they are to continue to watch and always look out for danger. All right, now the dangers, the dangers of leaven. I want to give you three dangers, and this kind of goes back to, is it the previous lesson? Yes, the previous lesson in chapter 8. The first danger, not observing the leaven, not being aware of the leaven, not taking heed to it, is spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness and, and accompanied with that is the hardness of the heart. Jesus is referring to that in verse 18. Verse 17, the hardened heart, have ye your heart yet hardened? And the blindness in verse number 18. We talked about spiritual blindness in the previous lesson. It wasn't an example, verses 10 through 13. It wasn't an example of somebody being blind, but they were seeking for a sign. And we gave you a lesson there about four effects of spiritual blindness. Jesus, in verses 17... 18, and even verse 19 and 20, Jesus asks a series of questions. Okay? And with the questions, he points out that the disciples failed to reason, perceive ye not. They didn't perceive. They did not understand. Neither understand. They had hard hearts. In verse 18, they did not see. They failed to see. They failed to hear in verse 18, and they failed to remember. They were blind. Jesus was rebuking them about their preoccupation with earthly matters. What were they concerned about? The physical breath. They weren't catching the spiritual. They saw the physical. We're supposed to be guarding our minds and our souls against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, the world leaders. So our minds need to be dominated by spiritual truths so that they remain in truth and are not led, misled spiritually. The first danger was the danger of being spiritually blind and hardened heart. The second danger is failing to see and understand the Lord's provision When the Lord continues here with the disciples, He said, Did you not understand? Don't you remember that we broke five loaves with 5,000 people and we had 12 baskets left over and we had seven loaves with 4,000 and we had seven baskets left over. You've forgotten the Lord's provision. So that's what happens when we fail to guard against the eleven. And then the third danger is the danger of grieving the Lord's heart. He says in verse 21, How is it that you do not understand? Again, go back to the previous passage of Scripture and verse 12 of chapter 8 of Mark. He sighed deeply in his spirit. And we said when we went through that, that spiritual blindness grieved the Lord's heart. So there's the danger of grieving the Lord's heart when we don't see the spiritual
0: This is Dr. Lee Hennise, and we want to thank you for listening to the Hedgemaker broadcast today. Most of our broadcasts are portions of a sermon that I have preached to church. Hedgemaker Baptist Ministries is the preaching, teaching, and writing ministry for myself. You can visit us on the web at hedgemaker.org. And let's be encouraged to stand in the gap and make up the hedge until Jesus comes again.